is the Odd and Offbeats podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. The number one podcast direct from Matt's house. <laughs> Soon to be number two. <laughs> yes. Once I find another cohort. <laughs> uh, I am Matthew Baker. This is my home. And the man to my left that you cannot see is the ever soothsayer, Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like Barry White. Very soothing. <laughs> I yeah, you, I think you have a nice voice. <laughs> the Barry White of the Odd and Off Beef Podcast. I think so. You do have a deeper voice than I do. I think. Yeah, so. I, I think it varies depending on the coffee or or liquor. Yeah, <laughs> I usually have coffee and liquor together during this podcast. Ah, so. yeah, I do one or the other. <laughs> Yin or Yang, never mix them. So we just got off of a cruise. Uh, I was performing on the cruise, and Louis was with his family on the cruise yeah. on a vacation. I hope you enjoyed our podcast direct from the cruise. Ship. Yeah, it was. It turned out pretty pretty well i was impressed with how well it sounded now the best story of the whole cruise happened after we, we recorded the podcast yes this is true <laughs> so <laughs> we're in mexico and matt's like when i was a kid i bought stick a dynamite here let's go buy some dynamite yeah when i was a kid when i was 13 14 and 15 my dad is a spanish teacher and he would take his students down to ensenada for spring break you know as a responsible high school teacher would take kids to yeah, Mexico a, for spring break. What a different era. <laughs> so I would tag along with would, these. Would he buy him the booze or? Yeah, I think he sort of turned a blind eye a little bit. <laughs> I just roamed free the streets of Ensenada when I was 13, 14 and 15. And I got all sorts of stuff. I got like cigarettes. I mean, tequila, tons of tequila when I was 13. And uh, one thing that I bought was a M5000, which is resembles a stick of dynamite. I like how we're walking, you're like, oh, and that's the place I got it. Yeah, we were walking down the street, and the place still exists. Why? How would they go out of business when they're selling sticks of dynamite to 13-year-olds, right? <laughs> yep. Of course. So, And this is 24 years ago, and I'm like, we got to go in and buy a stick of dynamite. And so me, I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go in, and uh, you know, it's a pretty run-down store, and yeah. they do have a ton of fireworks what's well, the sign says fireworks yeah yeah it's not like it's not like it's the back of a of a bead shop it did kind of feel like that actually it did have a vibe of like we're a fireworks store but we're not and so i asked him i'm like do you have any of those m5000s and he regrettably was you know said we, no they're coming next week is that what he said yeah <laughs> they're coming next week <laughs> He's been saying that for seven years. I know. I'll be back there in a few weeks, so I'll check. <laughs> uh, and so I'm like, well, what, is, what else do you got? And he's like, I got this bag of M80s for $7. And I'm like, what are we in, middle school? Yeah, come on now, M80s. Boo. And then he's like, well, I have this M2000 that's Mexican-made. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought they were all Mexican-made. <laughs> it looks like someone took a sheet of newspaper and folded it into to like a football paper triangle yeah, paper football it was a paper football triangle and it was large but well probably as long as a dollar bill yeah and a uh, thick and yeah. you know and just has this like very <laughs> ominous <laughs> wick sticking out One of inch it long wick sticking out of it and so i'm like how much is that and he's like two bucks and i'm like bam here's a two dollars 
and we we're on our way. And I'm like, this is this is great, man. We're and then reality hits home. Yeah, because uh, the next day I was flying, and I was like, oh shit, I can't take this on the airplane with me. And I was like, here, Louie, you you take it. And he's like, no way. He doesn't want any part of it. <laughs> I'll light it off. He's in like, Mexico. I'm drunk right now, but I'm there's I'm not drunk enough to take this. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, just put it in your pocket. No one will realize you took it on the ship. <laughs> so we we're sort of caught in a conundrum because we didn't know what to do. And we had to get back on the ship. And, and almost as if Jesus had planned this for, to happen. This is this is uh, this is the closest I've come to believing in God. A little kid walked by and with, he, with a ray of sunshine on him, and he was uh, he was trying to sell us like bracelets and gum and stuff, and uh, we said no. And then as he sort of walked by, I it was you or I, but we turned and said, "Hey, do you want some fire? Do you want some fireworks? Do you want some fireworks? How do you feel about Chinese sky candy?" <laughs> And then the kid turns, apparently, he didn't speak any English, but he understood M2000. He turns around, and then out of the bushes, another little kid runs up. And yeah, like, and so we try and strike a deal. We trade him the M2000 for... One bracelet. One bracelet. We wanted two, and he's like, no, only one. Yeah, which, I was a little, I was like, what the fuck, dude? This is an M2000. You only trade us two bracelets for that? Yeah. He was a hard negotiator. That kid was, yeah. So... He, we get the bracelet, we give him the, the crazy piece of newspaper with a fuse. And he takes two steps away, and I go, Nueve fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I hold up my fingers with one finger folded down. They immediately turn around and try and trade back. Yeah, no. I was like, I need two M2000s <laughs> for this bracelet. No way. <laughs> they, had buy, they had traitor's remorse. I like how you're like... No, you have a conscious kid? No way. <laughs> you so, wanna, here's what you get for doing the right thing. No. <laughs> and so we gave these two, I mean, they were probably five or six years old. <laughs> they were little Street kids. Were they? I don't know. How old were they? Probably seven or eight. Okay. so Old, seven, old eight. enough to have a conscience. Old enough to know that they shouldn't be trading bracelets with strangers yeah. for fireworks. <laughs> don't they teach that in Street Kid 101? <laughs> You know, they're going to get home and their dad's going to be like, you're missing a bracelet and a finger. I was like, kid, I just gave you a bomb. How do you want you to try and trade that bag? That's not it. Yeah. Come on. I'm trying to give you a bomb. I need two bracelets. Yeah. If they gave us two bracelets, I would have given them some With courtesy. this, you can start a revolution. With yeah. a dollar for that bracelet, you can't do shit. Yeah. You could buy chiclets off this kid. Yeah. And so we essentially gave a explosive device to a child in Mexico because we're responsible adults. <laughs> I love how we fear taking it on a plane or letting it off ourselves. We'll happily let a seven-year-old kid who's clearly struggling selling selling stuff on the street. We'll give it to him to explode. Yeah. <laughs> Quality human beings we are. Yeah. Didn't he ask us for a lighter after <laughs> after he had his fire cream horse? <laughs> no, he had a cigarette. He's like, I got this. He's, <laughs> He's got a joint hanging out of his mouth. So that was that was our uh, the highlight of our trip, or you know, yeah, I think for yeah. the most part, that was definitely the highlight. My family, yeah, life members, my family, boo. It was good. Your your family let me come to dinner with them twice. They yep. tolerated me on a couple different occasions. Yeah. That was nice. I I was sad the whole time, so they they dealt with that. Hopefully that didn't bleed over and ruin their vacation. <laughs> Ella now has more permanent scowl. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but it was good. And you have a good cruise yeah, overall? Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah, nice. And then uh, we ended up in uh, San Diego hanging out. Went to the Lucha Libre Taco. Oh, I know that place. That's good. I, I've always wanted to go. It's the best place. It's a taco shop that's all Lucha Libre Mexican wrestler themed out. Does oh. it? Are you served by a man with no shirt and a mask on? No, I oh, wish you were. That would have been amazing. Yeah. No, they have like a... a table and chair that's like a wrestling ring oh that's cool and you can talk into like the drop down microphone oh, really? like michael buffer yeah <laughs> you can be like i want more salsa <laughs> does it project over the thing yeah oh that's amazing yeah and so your family had a good time in san diego we after the vacation oh, that's great man yeah i was there with erica for her birthday a few weeks ago and we wanted to go to the museum that had mummies yes and that's that... why we went there and but they don't have the mummies anymore what they put them away i guess a couple years ago um, and they no longer exhibit human body parts they're trying to reunite these bodies with their families yeah. and do now they're not like here here's a mummy it's like what would you like us to do with the mummy do you want us to yeah. bury it leave it in storage but i don't think you can be like i'll take the mummy and open my own mummy roadshow that's been a a recent thing that's come up with a lot of museums is a lot of these groups are going after these museums that are displaying human remains or cultural artifacts or shrunken heads and they're sort of saying hey you're appropriating this culture and that's not even your artifact that was stolen from them and they're trying to pressure them to take them out of their displays and give them back to the cultures in which they came from so there's a local museum the burke museum in seattle and they have, uh, I think, two mummies. And I remember seeing them when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it, it left an impression on me. Yeah. And they don't show them anymore because they don't know their origin. And Well, and it's it, it was taking advantage of, you know, white people taking advantage of brown people. Like, people going to Egypt and then sort of taking, you know, the remains of these pharaohs and, and bringing them back to the States. And yeah. so it's like, well, what right do you have to take them? They're not yeah. yours, you know? Yeah. I mean, essentially, it's like at some point, grave robbing becomes cool after you've been in the ground for long enough. Yeah, I think at a thousand years, you're allowed to grave rob. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, you get the pass. It's like- I get scolded when I do it in the Bahamas and the <laughs> graves are only a hundred years old. I got to wait a couple thousand years. Yeah, or when I go to New Orleans and erosion just knocks the bodies up yeah. and it's just on the street. Is it your fault? Is it my fault erosion happened? No, no. no. You're walking wrong. There's a skull just happens to be in the bushes. You grab it. You take it home. That's not your, I mean, come on. Side note, New Orleans police listening. I've never done that. (laughs) All right. You want to get to the stories? Let's do it. All right. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from usatoday.com. That's a news source more reliable than a stock tip from Miss Cleo. Oh, who's Miss Cleo? Oh, you don't remember the commercials? No. She was like a Jamaican lady that was a psychic on TV. Oh, really? Yeah, in the in the 90s. And she gave stock tips? No, but she t- ended up being a fraud. Oh. Like, well, I mean, she, she was like, I'm Miss Cleo, I'll read your mind. And then, I mean, the internet wasn't really a thing at this point. Yeah. But then she was an actress. Uh-huh. So then as the internet kind of happened, they were like, oh, you were in an episode of Law and Order. 
as a psychic. <laughs> yes. The only reason I got that is because I knew where to be, where the director was going to be that day. I knew how to nail that yeah. audition. I knew exactly what she they were looking totally for. She totally spun that. Yeah, so it all, her psychic empire crushed. Oh, man. Poor Miss Cleo. Yeah. Where is Miss Cleo today? Uh, I think she went to jail for something. Yeah. I could totally be wrong, though. Not a good prison skill being psychic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I predict I'm about to get uh, prison cornered. <laughs> I predict I'm going to get beaten with a pillowcase <laughs> yeah. full, full of soap. Full of soap. <laughs> All right. So anyways, this story is starts out, man caught trying to smuggle four kittens at Malaysia-Singapore border by hiding them in his pants. Oh, man. It's, Most people would like put them in coconuts or you wouldn't just shove them down your drawers. I would put them in a cat. In a larger cat. A larger cat. <laughs> a taxidermy cat or in like a stuffed animal cat. <laughs> What's that? It's my cat. Why is it my, meowing? It's, my, it's, it's animatronic. It's just animatronic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or dress them up as robots. Oh. You know, like a little like. Put like battery packs yeah, on them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's just a science experiment. A man tried to smuggle four live kittens hidden in his pants across a security checkpoint at the Malaysia-Singapore border, but the meows gave him away. Here's how he hides it. You get the ringtone that's just meowing. Yeah. Be like, oh, and then just do the fake calls that call every couple of minutes. Yeah. Be like, oh, that's my boo. Meow. Meow. Yeah. Hang up on her. Totally. Or you just play the uh, cats that sing ACDC. Ah, yeah. Just in your CD player. You're like, oh, no, this is my favorite band. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My ringtone is the soundtrack to cats. (laughs) I love the meows give them away. He should be wearing corduroy and be like, you know, when you rub corduroy the right way, (laughs) it sounds sounds a lot like a meow. (laughs) Never mind my groin is fighting itself. (laughs) The 45-year-old man from Singapore tried to cross the border with the cats on January 2nd, but the Immigration and Checkpoints Authority wrote in a Facebook post Friday the scheme was impossible. I like that all authority now like social media has made police and all these government agencies have to up their game now. Yeah, right? Like I I would love for that to be their job like their social the police department's social media yeah. sort of specialists. They're like they're like what do you do? Like I'm a cop. Oh, what sort of cop? Well, I do puns on on <laughs> Instagram media. and Facebook and stuff. I manage our our, our likes. <laughs> it was a harebrained scheme. <laughs> yeah. The government agency shared images of the kittens on the social media site and stated the incident occurred at the Tuas checkpoint. So years ago, I knew a guy that used to smuggle birds on planes. Uh but he did it. He was a magician that yeah. made birds appear. Uh-huh. And I think they charged you like 50 bucks a bird each way to fly with them. Really? So he would put them in his coat. Uh-huh. And w- back then, it was just the metal detector. Uh-huh. So he would walk through the metal detector. And, of course, it's not going to pick up the birds. Yeah. And he would travel with, I think, an empty pet carrier. <laughs> no, he's, I just picked this up. There was a guy selling them on the corner outside. And <laughs> yeah, just... it was a good deal. <laughs> Can't turn down a good deal. <laughs> no, this guy's dog died on the flight, and he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to sell the cage before he left the airport. Yeah, so he uh, would, and then he would put him in the pet carrier. Oh, that's and, smart. Or I think he would do it, actually. He had to get on the plane to avoid paying it without people knowing. Gotcha. And then once he was on the plane past the, the where they check your ticket, he was good to go. Yeah. The best magic trick ever. Go into the bathroom with an empty pet cage. And then come out. Come out with a full. <laughs> full Aviary. <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. So Immigration and Checkpoints Authority officer detected four live kittens concealed in the pants of a 45-year-old male Singaporean in a Singapore register car at West checkpoint. I like that he detected like there's some sort of like, let me swab your crotch for kittens. <laughs> Is that a cat in your pants or are you just excited to get to Malaysia? <laughs> That's their new slogan. It's the, it's the new uh, what happens in Malaysia stays in the cat in your pants. Officers were prompted to conduct further checks when they heard meowing sounds coming from a bulge in his pants. The case was referred to Agri-Food and Veterinary Authority of Singapore, AVA, for investigation. The kittens are now under the care and quarantine of AVA. So this guy is full-on amateur. You know, because to do this, you just go, they're my emotional support kittens. You're good to go. Yeah, I don't think they're probably as lenient as in Malaysia in, in Malaysia and Singapore as they might be here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't they can a kid? <laughs> USA Today has reached out to Agri-Food and Veterinary Authority of Singapore for more details. The agency noted smuggled animals are of unknown health status and may introduce exotic diseases such as rabies to Singapore. Under the Animals and Birds Act, the importation of any animals or live birds into Singapore without a license is illegal and carries a maximum penalty of $10,000 fine. Do in, Oh, and imprisonment up to a year or both. Do they not have cats in Malaysia? Um, well... Maybe they just have different vaccination. Yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is just get get kittens in Malaysia and don't bother moving them. Gotcha. Maybe there, I mean, there's a picture of the kittens. There's a picture of, the, of his pants, too, which is amazing. Oh, there's a picture of the bulge. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> but what, how did they see that? I guess, yeah. I mean, it just looks like he has a front butt. You know, the front <laughs> yeah, butts? Yeah. Like, it looks like he's just real frumpy in the front. He, he just wears a trench coat all the time. <laughs> No, my my belly has claws coming yeah. out. Yeah, you imagine like the get scratched right there. I mean, these cats are pretty cute though. Yeah, they look like they've been traumatized. <laughs> they so. look like they've had, they've had a day. <laughs> these cats are going to be have baggage. Whoever's going to buy them, be wary. Yeah, that's the question you should ask when you adopt a, a cat at a like. Was it smuggled in some dude's groin? <laughs> How much time has this done in people's pants? Yeah, I'm looking for a lap cat. <laughs> <laughs> People have tried to smuggle animals while traveling before. Late last year, a passenger was caught attempting to smuggle live birds through hair rollers at John F. Kennedy International Airport. Yeah, those they're smuggling like little parakeets. Oh, in hair rollers. So yeah, they, they're tiny. They stuck them in the hair roller? Poor yeah. parakeets. That's so traumatizing. Yeah. So uh, what do we think of this guy? A for effort. <laughs> I mean, I like someone that tries to, to work the system a little bit. Yeah, it, there a lot of questions are arising, like what you were saying, is like, why don't you just get cats in there. the country that you're going to? Yeah. Obviously, these are trained cats to, stay, to, to be willing to sit tight in its pants. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you just can't get these cats anywhere. What do you do if you have to go pee? Yeah, right? You Now you're in the airport, the, the airplane bathroom, it's <laughs> all tiny. Pulling cats out of your pants. <laughs> you're, you're in the stall at the airport. The, guy come, the guy's like, oh, they moved the magic show to the the bathroom today huh yeah i was gonna do the the foot tap uh but you're clearly busy i was in a in an airport and a guy was on his phone watching a movie so he had the phone sitting he's sitting on the toilet yeah and he had the phone between his feet on the floor just sitting on the floor watching a movie uh, while he's taking a dump yeah and i'm like i hope you burn that phone classy i hope you classy <laughs> people are disgusting yeah except for this guy who uh this this guy's more classy than the guy watching a movie taking a dump taking a dump <laughs> yeah. like at least this guy has the decency to like you know i don't know 
Yeah, he, he has no decency. I guess <laughs> he, has a, he has the decency to to not like put the cat inside a giant stomach. The Trojan cat. <laughs> the Trojan cat. Yes. He should have a shirt that says "I'm with stupid" and pointing up and <laughs> pointing down. <laughs> pointing up. <laughs> <laughs> it should say pussy magnet pussy magnet <laughs> pussy magnet <laughs> alright I like it alright and now it's time for strange stories from the time capsule with Dr. Henry Thomas Edison once electrocuted a circus elephant to death on Coney Island over a thousand people came to watch her die while Edison recorded it on video. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Weird News Story Part 2. This story comes from Sky News, and their website, funny enough, is news.sky.com. That's a news source more reliable than my eye doctor not putting his knee in my crotch when he looks at my eyeballs. Does that happen a lot? Oh, all the time. Really? He's yeah. like, I really got to dig in and check these <laughs> out. <laughs> yes. By these, he means my balls. <laughs> Do you ever say anything? Or are you just like... I, I, I think it's part of the exam. <laughs> okay, I would pay $10 at the strip club for that. Or a $10 copay to the eye doctor. Yeah. One, you go blind from. And the other, (laughs) I can see better. (laughs) So this story goes, hundreds of witches marks, including entrance to hell, found in caves at Cresswell Crags. That's where you want to go camping. Cresswell Crags? Yeah. Yeah. The marks were previously thought to have been graffiti, but now experts say they were intended to ward off evil spirits. I wonder if they worked. Hundreds of witches marks have been discovered carved into caves on the border between Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire with some thought to signal a supposed entrance to hell. So it's just like a street sign. Hell this way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to hell. (laughs) I've been to a place in Grand Cayman. Yeah, to hell. Yeah, they have a. There's a town there called. Well, it's not a town. It's maybe like a village or it's called hell. Yeah. And so they have all the signs like welcome to hell. And the reason it's called that is they have like rock formations like they're I think they're from a volcano eruption back Mm -hmm. in the day. And it looks like what hell would look Ah. look like all fragmented and jagged and desolate. And they have like the little cutout of the devil where you can put your face through. <laughs> is it the old timey devil, like with the yeah? The it's like the good tail. time, you know, with like the beard, like the magician yeah. beard. Yeah, the, I like it. The marks are intended to stop evil spirits, say experts, and are thought to be the largest collection in one place in the UK. I like how they're cave markings, like like you could just take a bunch of them and put them in a museum. And be like, we have the largest collection of caves. Well, it looks like the etchings in the cave. The picture is it's lots of like just straight lines, like ones and you know, like they're toweling or it's, something. It's a- ancient binary. Yeah. <laughs> that, that code will run on my computer. <laughs> going to crack this hell thing. Witches marks are most commonly found in old churches and houses, often near windows, doorways, and fireplaces to ward off from evil spirits. Yeah, they would also put those in the uh, old-timey distillery to keep the booze fresh. <laughs> These are also known as apotropaic marks from the Greek word apotropian to turn away. And that's the active ingredient in aspirin. Apotropian. <laughs> the marks were found in the caves at Cresswell Crags, one of which is rumored to have once provided a hideout for Robin Hood and were previously thought to have been graffiti. They're easily mistakable for graffiti. One looks like Banksy's balloon girl. <laughs> for a good time, call 666 666. <laughs> <laughs> Gives a hell of a blowy. Yeah. Satan was here. <laughs> the most common include the double, 
the etchings thought to refer to Mary, virgin of virgins, while there are also diagonal lines, mazes, and boxes intended to capture or trap evil. Turns out it's just an old-timey stock ticker, and it's VV for Vanguard's uh, <laughs> full-range cap fund, <laughs> and then there's a price after it. So the VV, the virgin of virgins, I never knew that, that the VV represented the Mary, the virgin so of virgins. So when you throw up two fingers, like in the peace sign, yeah. you're really warding off witches. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's where that comes from. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, why do they say that Mary, virgin of virgins, of all the virgins... She's she the, the main virgin. Name one virgin that can have a baby and still be a virgin. I think there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think it happens, like, right? Because in theory, you could still get pregnant with never having sex. Oh, yeah. So check this out. When I was... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when I was a teenager, I was good friends with this chick down the road, and she, her family was very religious. And she, when she was like 15... She started dating my buddy and they eventually she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And but what she told people is that they never had sex and that what happened is that when they went to have sex, he ejaculated before he penetrated her and some of the semen entered her. Okay, And so her family was like, you know, second coming, second coming or this, this funny. The second coming comes after the first coming. And yeah, but then, you know, we sort of lost touch and that that kid is like 20 years old now. Wow. And I wonder what I wonder what he's up to. I should look into it. But yeah, that's so His name's Jesus. So I, who knows if it was true or not, yeah. but that's what she claimed and she wasn't someone who like well, was a liar or anything. I remember high school like health class the teacher was like, "Ladies, don't sit in the wet spot. You can get pregnant." What? <laughs> yeah. Because because it was public high school. What? But I don't think that ever happened to me where I just ejaculated in my pants yeah. when I wasn't asleep. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, I don't know. I just remember that and thinking it was ridiculous. <laughs> there's there's semen from many years <laughs> caked on these chairs. You get mummy pregnant. <laughs> The marks appear to have been added over time. That may indicate the desire to strengthen protection against evil spirits in response to death, unexpected sickness, and poor crops, say experts. Yeah, it could just be old-fashioned graffiti. These kids are just a-holes, like, and that's just a they constant in, throughout time. Yeah, maybe. But I think what they're trying to say is that this hole, it was so cavernous. They probably didn't have a lot of lamps back then, so they yeah. couldn't probably go into the cave and check illuminate it out. Illuminate the hole? Yeah, illuminate the hole. Uh, that is my first album. <laughs> illuminate yeah, the hole. Illuminate the hole. <laughs> you, you, this is the, to check to see if you can use that title, though, you're going to have to do a Pornhub search. <laughs> Hundreds of marks were found in just one of the caves at Crestwell Crags, which also contains Britain's earliest cave art, 13,000-year-old pictures of birds, deer, bison, and horses. Nice. I would love for it to say Manitar. Yeah, <laughs> Manitar. So it's a, it must be a huge cave. Yeah. One collection of marks carved around a four-foot round hole is in one of the caves is suggested to warn of an entrance to an underworld. Ooh. What gave it away is they wrote... This is an entrance to the underworld. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Isn't that a Guns N' Roses song? <laughs> this is the entrance to the underworld. <laughs> Welcome to the underworld. <laughs> we got fire and brimstone. No, 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 no. Paul Baker, director at Cresswell Crags, told Any the, relation? No. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Told the Daily Telegraph, I think over a period of time, this hole was blamed or associated with a series of events illnesses or crop failures to the point in which they hope the marks would protect them. I've been blaming stuff on the on the Cragswell hole for years. Like my mom still thinks my F in science 
Cragswell hole. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're like, mom, it was the Crag, the Cragwell hole. We didn't, we didn't carve enough double V's in the entrance. <laughs> but they clearly felt that whatever was inside it was so powerful that they had to keep going back to add more and more marks. Yep, because that's that's what helps keep things in is chiseling away the uh, entrance to make it larger. Yeah, I mean, I, it's the same sort of thing of like when you take holy water and you spray the holy water around an entrance to you know prevent evil spirits or demons or Satan entering the the space or saging the yeah. space with you know saying oh this, this, so the Catholic Church uses the the little incense thing yeah so in England there are a bunch of kids that put weed in it oh yeah smoked out the congregation. <laughs> <laughs> then they did see the devil. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, is this a weed Craigswell hole? <laughs> oh, no, we're at St. Al's. So just when you think Derbyshire can't throw anything else at you, it gives you the Blair Witch Project. Oh. So it's not real is what they're saying? Yeah, they're saying it's an indie movie. Well, so I'm a little confused on this because the pictures not only have the sort of double Vs, but it looks like it might have some other insignia in there well it looks insignia. like it looks like someone wrote in cursive yeah it looks like george or something right yeah <laughs> it says satan was here well maybe over time people came in and you know carved their own but it does look a little ominous but you know it's it, what i find most interesting about this article is that you know i think historically when people talk about witches they they sort of talk about them in ways that where they believed that they were evil yes but in this article it's sort of indicating that they are pro god yeah the, and know? the witches are keeping the demons yeah. at bay so it's so why are we burning witches if that's the case i don't think we do that anymore oh we don't no oh no. Since when? <laughs> when did we stop this? What? You, you show me where in the Constitution yes. it says we can't burn witches. No one told me this. <laughs> this whole time, my whole life, I thought we were still burning witches. Yep. Man. No, we stopped like 10 years ago. Well, I guess that's, I, got, I can scratch that off the bucket list, Thanks, I guess. Obama. Yeah, fucking Obama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your takeaway from the article? My takeaway is, I mean, I like warning signs, but we're, I think it's a little uh, overboard with this much warning. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to think if this is over 300 years old, then, you know, what else can you do to ward off evil spirits? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Plug the hole? It's a cave, dude. No, but it, there's a four-foot hole. Yeah, true. The demon's living. So what, what, what would you plug it with? A board? Yeah. <laughs> you know, some, some old ballots. <laughs> A coat? <laughs> yeah, a coat. <laughs> sheepskin. Yeah. The thing that wards off spirits the most, double Vs and sheepskin. I'd tack up a Confederate flag. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, what, what's your takeaway? I think what I said earlier, just that I thought it was interesting, the sort of witches being more positive in this story. Yeah. And, the, and let, but I know, wonder if if the, the, these were carved by a, like a, a pagan society, maybe. So yeah, like before the church came in and said what you guys are doing is way jacked up. Yeah, I read in a separate article that this is the largest find for these sort of marks. They found fifty seven in a different cave in a different town, Somerset. And I also wrote that they are going to start giving tours to this cave in February, which, so if you're in England, you got to go. Yeah. My wife's going to be out there in a few months. I'll have her put it on the list. <laughs> She'll be like, where is it? Something Shire? She's yeah. like, that doesn't narrow so that it down. So it down to 93% <laughs> of towns in England. <laughs> all right. I like this. I do too.
that's it for today, folks. For more information and links to the news stories we chatted about today, go to our website. That's oddandoffbeat.com. You can also visit us on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, everything else. You can yell it from the rooftops. We're still on Twitter. I don't I think I, so. I don't think we check it, but we do exist <laughs> on that platform if you want to check it out. If you're a Twitter person, I don't know what the benefit of being a Twitter head is over other social sites, but we, are, we exist there. Yes. In that domain. Also, you can shoot us an email at info at oddandoffbeat.com if you have your own news stories, stuff you want to talk about, an idea for our program. We want to hear from you. We did get an email the other day and someone said, you guys have a lot of poop jokes. <laughs> Which is good feedback. That is good feedback. We'll, we'll cut it down. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut it down by number two. We are two very immature individuals. We always go for the low-hanging fruit, so we will do our best and step it up. Yep. Step it up? <laughs> step it up. No poop jokes. Oh, no. oh step up. Less poop n- jokes. Less poop jokes. Step it down. But it's funny because, you, you know, when we go, we get our weird news feed uh, stories. A lot of them have to do with fecal matter and pooping and stuff. So yep. we don't make the news; we just report. Yes, it. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> damn straight, we do. If people in Florida quit pooping everywhere, God damn it, Florida! So you could also check out our meme contest, which happens every Thursday on the sites that we mentioned earlier, and we post a cool picture. And you leave a comment, and the best comment wins some odd and offbeat swag. Heck yeah. Also, if you have your own photo meme that's kind of silly or weird, send it to us, and maybe we'll put it up. I had a couple people send me one uh, through Facebook the other day. Nice. Pretty good. And uh, we're going to have our best of here coming up. Coming up next episode. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So where can the fine people see the Louis Fox show? You can check me out this week on the 25th of April at the Tin Theater in Burien, Washington. Hells yeah. The 26th of April at the Lucky Dog Casino in Skokomish, Washington. Fancy, fancy. And the 28th at Family Variety Show in Seattle. Uh, For more information, you can visit my website, louisfox.com. And uh, you're actually performing on the 28th with... uh, Uh, Scotty McQueen. Scotty McQueen, the guy we interviewed a few episodes ago. Yes. So that should be pretty interesting. Now, where can the people catch the Matt Baker comedy stunt show? You can catch me flying to Bora Bora (laughs) for one night. One night only. It's the worst. I tried to... um, I tried to get Erica on, and then we decided it was just too far to fly just for the cruise. So I'm going by myself, and I'm going for a night. Yeah. It's kind of the way... the way. Isn't that a song? One night in Bora Bora makes a hot man. Yeah, that's yeah. the lyrics. That was, that was it. That was pretty spot on. Uh, but I'll be performing on the Ovation of the Seas, and we I fly to Bora Bora, and then we sail for six days back to Hawaii. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm doing, uh, doing two shows. I'm flying all the way around the world to do two shows in one night. Isn't that ridiculous? And the way they set up the travel is that's why I'm only going for one night. It's just a nightmare. They really have no idea what they're doing. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I have to do to work. <laughs> So if you want to come with me, that'd be fun. Fly out there and let's sail six days at sea to Hawaii. I highly recommend going on a cruise with Matt. (laughs) Also, you can check us out on the Patreon page if you want to help contribute to our program. Uh, one to $25 a month. It's, it's as small as $1 a month. If you want to be a cool and contributing member of the arts and podcast community. And then we've got a bunch of cool swag. We send you absolutely you sponsor us. We really, we would greatly appreciate it. It does help pay for the coffee that we're drinking right now. Mm-hmm. And, and $1 or $5 a month. It's cheaper than sponsoring a starving child. It is. <laughs> so sponsor,
sponsor us instead. Exactly. <laughs> Help us get caffeinated. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to our program, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird. Today's show is sponsored by the Blind Artist Association, creating senseless wonder since 1983.